news covered. We have all this news. There's so much news. Roy's producer is off to the side telling him all this stuff. We got so much yeah. news today. We got a lot of news, baby. A lot of news. Welcome to Loser Lee's Wrestling. This is the news you can't lose. How you doing, Royster? Hey. Oh, my name is Red Jefferson. I'm here with Roy Hammer. Uh, how are you? I'm good, big dog. I'm good. How are you? Good. Did you hear your wrestling finisher? No, I didn't hear this. The hammeroid? <laughs> it's you kicking them in the butt. <laughs> Just a big butt kick. It's a big butt kick. Yeah, big I can't kick. get my leg up high enough to hit their face, so I just kick them right in the butt. <laughs> and when you go berserker mode, uh, Scraps was telling me uh, it's called roid rage. That's good. Roid That's rage. good. That's my comeback. Instead of hulking up, yeah. I roid rage. <sighs> <laughs> hey, speaking of roid rage, did you see uh, the most recent Dark Side of the Ring? Yes, the I season did. Finale? I did. I watched I thought it was good. Trial. Uh, the, we, let's just talk about that briefly here on Loserly's Wrestling. We're going to talk about trial, the uh, the trial, the steroid trial, Vince McMahon. Um, yeah. That was a, it was a good episode. It was a good episode. I, I feel like I liked the ones prior to it, but I hope this one gets a good rating. Me too. I, I feel like it's a good topic. I think it's very, very cool that they got Jerry McDivitt. That's like yeah, that's the unreachable amazing. star that they got. I, I could imagine he's just like wants to gloat. He probably yeah. didn't even like. He probably just said to Vince, "Just like I'm gonna do this." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I feel like of all of the people, Vince would be like, "Yeah, go ahead. You're just gonna make me look good." Like, sure, we won that trial, That's and it funny. does actually seem like they fucking dominated too. <laughs> like, yeah, no, they they really just dropped it. the ball. Like, no, we, no witnesses called. Pretty, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, pretty cool yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and let's talk about a little bit about uh, Rampage yesterday. Ooh. Let's just catch up a little bit on Rampage. We had a lot of stuff happening yesterday. Some real winners and some real poop holes. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, the, the, the start of the show. Start of the show. We had Brian Danielson, American Dragon versus Eddie uh, Flailing Arms Kingston. Flailing and, uh, Arms. Eddie loves to flail arms, but wow, what a great match. Whoa, boy. Yeah, it sure what was. A great do, match. Do you feel like you see Eddie Kingston differently now than you did before? No, I see Eddie Kingston the same way. I like him. Uh, he has a connection with his fa the fans, and he's he has good timing in the ring. That's what he has. Like, he doesn't have, he's not very athletic, he's not a great seller. Uh, He's a great it, seller. Are you crazy? Uh, sometimes he just falls on his knees and just stares around like, should I have yeah, sold that? Yeah, because he's out of it. He got hit so should hard, he's out that? of it. Should I have sold that one? <laughs> You're not selling that one. Uh, and so, but, and, and, uh, uh, but like he's, he has a connection with his fans. He has good timing. Similar to Roddy Piper. Like he, is, he reminds me a lot of Roddy Piper. Like Not amazing in the ring, but like because of the connection with the fans and his natural timing... He knows how to get it pulled together. The, the most recent Roddy Piper sighting we had was Halloween Havoc 1997. So not that Roddy Piper. Not that Roddy Piper. <laughs> uh, 80s Roddy Piper. Piper. Yeah. Mm, not even 80s Roddy Piper. <laughs> He's like uh, gold dust Roddy Piper. <laughs> oh, come on. That's to I... him right before the downfall. Oh, my God. I, right before uh... the hip replacement, which Eddie Kingston desperately needs. <laughs> we don't know that. Uh, I loved this match. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was really fantastic. I thought... It was really interesting to me that none, of, neither of them really hit the ground very much. Mm -hmm. Like, especially in the second half of the match, it became this, like, who's going to hit the ground first? And when they hit the ground, it wasn't like, flat back bump. It was like, I don't want to go down, but you mm -hmm. forced me to go down because mm -hmm. you've hit me so hard. Mm -hmm. I really loved that. I think this was Eddie Kingston's best match in AEW, for sure. Yeah. 
people were saying beforehand that this was um, people who saw it said this was Danielson's best match in AEW. I disagree with that statement, but no. I think it's his second best. I, I think, think it's a, it's a very unique match. Yeah, it's completely different. I think it's his third best, honestly. What's the second for you? Number one is Suzuki. Oh, interesting. Two is Omega. And three is, yeah. I would say those were his top three, but I would say Omega, Kingston, Suzuki, because I also love Kingston so much. So And, uh, like, it's right up there. Both of those two were right up there. But Suzuki was just a battle that uh, uh, Danielson has not had before, you know? Yeah. And I yeah. guess I could, you could say the same about Kingston. So, yeah, yeah very good match. Very, very good, good job. And great finish with the triangle choke uh, with was, the middle finger. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, love the finger. I was wondering yeah. how you'd feel about that. You because he finger. goes out and like I just love that. He's just like I'm going to I'm gonna pass out. Yeah. You won this. Fuck you. It's this Fuck great moment so too. Bad. I love that the middle finger because it's out and then you know when it goes away and his hand goes limp. It's like hey, he passed Brilliant. out. It was pretty good. Really, really good. Really good work. Yeah. Uh, and that moves on to our uh, next segment with uh, uh, Punk and Tony Schiavone. And it looks like they're going to have a little feud going with Kingston and Punk, which is a great transition. I think that that should be Punk's first feud. Like first, like kind of like back and forth over maybe a match or two, you know? Well, here's what I'm thinking. This is crackpot theory. Less so than the the crackpot theory you're going to hear in a little bit. But I think what they're going to do here on the LOW. It's a good time. Uh, Moxley and Kingston are going to turn heel. And Moxley and Kingston are going to feud essentially with Brian and Punk. And at some oh. point, there's going to be a tag match between the two of them. They're going to have singles matches. Because at the pay-per-view, it's essentially it's looking like Brian versus oh, yeah. Moxley and Punk versus Kingston. And that's fantastic. That's Absolutely really, really brilliant. good. No, no, you really nailed it on the head. And uh, Moxley is going to uh, – Eddie mm-hmm. Kingston's going to help Moxley win that match. Yeah, yeah. It's going to mm-hmm. be uh, Daniel Bryan's first loss uh, – Brian Danielson's first loss. Mm-hmm. First real loss, not, not a draw. Uh, yep. And it's gonna. That's gonna be good. Very yeah. good point. Excellent yeah. job. And punk, great. punk really thinks Eddie Kingston is unprofessional, <laughs> and he's disappointed with him. I think uh, it's really funny. Kingston does this thing. He's done it multiple times in AEW. So like either start feuds or get in someone's face. He's like, "Why are you laughing? You think this is funny?" He does that all the time, and no one's ever laughing. Yeah. Punk was not laughing at any point. <laughs> and and also, Punk said, "You think this is a game?" Like, I didn't understand what that meant. Yeah, that's weird. Because you know who doesn't? Of all the wrestlers on the roster, you know who doesn't think this is a game? Eddie Eddie Kingston. Kingston. (laughs) He doesn't even play games. No, he doesn't play games. He doesn't have fun. Uh, Next on, we we see the announcers. And this is a Halloween edition. Yeah. And it's Rampage. It's a tape show. You think someone besides Chris Jericho would wear a costume? No. Chris Jericho wore a wig. (laughs) (laughs) So upsetting. So upsetting. Uh, Why couldn't they all? All the announcers should have wore costumes. All the announcers. Yeah, I agree. Why in the world weren't they? Would Taz ever dress up, though? Would Taz ever play that game? Of course he was. I I, I totally see him with an afro. I think I've seen them (laughs) on SmackDown. Uh, Matt Seidel versus Dante Martin. And a great match. Very good match. match. Great match. Great match. match. Great finish. The right guy won. And Leo Rush did not get involved, which I also Mm -hmm. loved. Yeah. Yeah. This is what Matt Seidel should be doing. Also, Leo Rush is an amazing acquisition for AEW. Yeah, he really is. He really is. What a great. Absolutely. Excellent move. Excellent job, team. Yeah. Uh, Then we get Mark Henry talking to Abaddon, uh, which honestly was the best part of the Abaddon (laughs) featured things. It wasn't even Abaddon. Abaddon just spewing blood. I'm just like, why? You could have just yeah. stared blankly and it would have gotten the same effect. The spewing blood thing, save it for something. You have very few things that you're capable of doing. If you do the same things all the time, what's the point? 
Yeah, and I like how Mark Henry kind of just no sold it. He was like, "Yep, completely. okay, <laughs> yeah." Well, we're not going to get much information out of Abaddon. <laughs> and then we get Britt Baker versus Abaddon. Uh, let me put it to you this way, Roy: the first, very first move of the match was Abaddon giving the stunner. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> the very first fucking move. Yeah, she and does then she did the rock bottom for the tax. <laughs> oh my god, what a <sighs> Abaddon! isn't ready to yeah. wrestle on TV. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's true. That is true. Uh She belongs in I, GCW. <laughs> she belongs in GCW where she can have this silly gimmick and do bad matches and people will love the effort. Uh this is not a participation show. Effort. Yeah, there's a lot of other people who could have been in that segment. I agree. Um the right person won. You know what I really love side note about this is that they've done this a few times. Kenny fought Matt Seidel a long time ago. Abaddon fought Britt Baker here in, like, the challenger who's not in the rankings fights the champion, and then if they win, then they get a title shot, which is a classic WWE move. But in WWE, the – there's a something going by here. Um, oh, Scott Steiner's in WWE, coming. Yeah, here he comes. The challenger always wins then to get set up a title match. The challenger in AEW never wins, and they never deserve to win. So it's great. I love that. Like, Abaddon shouldn't have won this match, but if it was WWE, she would have. I'm glad she didn't win. My feeling, my big takeaway from it— She was on it, the show because it's Halloween. Yeah, yeah. And she won't be on the show again because they're like, you aren't very good. She's not ready. Uh, She's just Tony, not ready. Tony comes in, and he says, boom, Tony's here. Tony. Our friend Tony's here. Tony says— Hey, don't you like comedy, Red? That was for fun for Halloween. You're being rude. <laughs> You're being rude right now, Tony. And yes, I like comedy things, but the thing is, this wasn't comedy. They put tax in the ring. Tax for an episode of Rampage where the wrestler that's barely on the show, that is a special thing. That is a special thing for special matches. Yeah. Having it be a throwaway Halloween match for a, literally, that was, it was just, and she's not even the one that went through it. I know, I know. My feeling there, especially about the tax bot, the good doctor, it's okay sometimes, DMD. You don't have to, like, do something insane in any match that you do. You know, like, I would have been fine with the tax bot if it wasn't Britt Baker and Abaddon. If it was Abaddon and, like, I don't know, the bunny or something, yeah, go through some tags. Who cares? It's a fun Halloween (laughs) match. But with with it being the doctor, like, you got to save yourself. Honestly, I was hoping it was uh, candy corn. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. That would have been good. That would have been, really, been really funny. I'm like, everyone yeah. hates candy corn. No, <laughs> no, it's stuck to her back. <laughs> the it's issue not- I have too, and you're right. You mentioned this a couple weeks ago, and I was thinking about you while I was watching this match. This whole idea of like, is she or isn't she? Like, is she undead? Is she just in face pain? Is this like a thing? What is this? And the fact that uh, Jamie Hader and Rebel were also kind of dressed up as zombies. It's like, are they making fun of her, or are they zombies? Like, what's the goal? What's going on there? You know, they it's too much. They couldn't have picked a different thing to dress up as. Literally, you're taking her gimmick. Yeah, they and doing have been it mummies. on the side. And yeah. honestly, at times, doing it better. 
yeah, yeah. doing it better. Yeah. Them joking do it was better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got to get out of the here. Table was the uh, but good, a good rampage overall. Fair. Absolutely, a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite rampages. I would say that was a lot of fun, even though the main event was a real cluster poop. Uh, <laughs> Tony writes that table was the star. That table refused to break. Yeah, that poor table. No. That poor table. All that. No, what are you talking about? Poor table. That strong willed yeah. table. Well, you can't somebody... break that table. <laughs> it's got the I... fighting spirit, that table. <laughs> I saw a tweet that someone said, AEW is acquiring a lot of people from WWE. I guess they're also acquiring the tables now. Because anytime a table is brought into a women's match in the WWE, it never breaks. Never breaks. Never breaks. Never breaks. Sasha never Banks breaks. cannot go through a table to save her life. Bless her heart. Yeah. Bless She's her heart. trying. It's not her fault. She jumps off the top rope. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like nothing. Yeah. Uh, excellent. We had so much fun talking about Rampage. And we already talked about uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Tony, you missed it. Uh, you better check it, up, uh, check it out on check the podcast. Um, but uh, right now we have to get into the news. Uh, wait, hold on. Tony writes, who goes to AEW from ROH? That's what this is the first topic That's of discussion. Topic, Very good. Tony. Good job, Tony, because That's you really great, are a spoiler. Uh, <laughs> October 18th, October 30th. This is the news you can't lose. Um, the top of the, the talking points. We mentioned it briefly on this past woo woo woos and what's. We have Ring of Honor closure after uh, starting in the first quarter of 2022. Uh, it's a hiatus. Uh, they are coming back in the spring, they say. I love, actually, I love what they're going to be doing when they come back. I think it's great. Which you is like just, the idea of them operating more like an indie? Yeah, I think it's great. Because they still have a TV, like they still have TV, so they can bring in all the guys they want two days a month, film a bunch of TV, these guys get paid, they're on TV monthly, and they get to go work other other places, and they get to do events, like still Ring of Honor events. and It's going to be like PWG with a TV show. That's my feeling. Like, all the top indie guys, they'll get paid, like, a little bit more. There were guys in Ring of Honor, and this might be in your notes. I heard this on Alvarez's show. There were guys in Ring of Honor making, like, $150,000 a year. That's nuts. So even if they bring in all the top indie guys, pay them a little bit more than what they're getting everywhere else they're still going to like be saving a ton of money and they can still run these great cards and great matches. And I bet they'll draw so much better because it'll feel so much more special too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I, I'm uh, well, there, well to talk about the TV yeah. Sinclair is having some technical issues this week <laughs> and they're running a best of Jay lethal. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they won't have TV for long. Uh, Roy is lagging. Your crap net again. Damn it, Tony. God Tony. damn it, Tony. God damn it. Thank you for helping us out, Tony. Let's see how it sounds. No, it's it's going down. It's going down. Great matches, and I bet they'll. Yeah. Hold on. Hang with us. Hang with us. We're almost there, Tony. We're almost there. We're almost to the promised land. See, this is the problem here. Why won't this work? Poor Tony. Sorry, Tony. Hey, Tony, if you could hear this out there in internet land, we appreciate you. We appreciate your patronage. You're really... Oh, man. Yeah, it went down. That's it. Roy is lagging. Your crap net... Oh, man. Hold on. Hold on. God damn it. Thank you for helping us out, Tony. I wish we could continue the same stream, you know? Yeah. Well, hey, for those listening to the podcast, uh, you keep all of this in, huh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There needs to be intermissions, you know. It's running well. I'm 
I'm back over here. Oh, man. Yeah. Got to keep so every little bit of it in. Because we appreciate the fans, and we don't want to hide things. You guys can skip ahead on this. <laughs> Are we still in the same thing? Yeah, I mean, it still says we're live, pal. Well, what? let's just... Maybe we should get off the live and just finish up the podcast. Hold on. Hold on. All right. The thing that happens is if I don't charge this computer ahead of time, it doesn't charge while we're doing this, but it, like, stays alive. But because the battery life is going down, it just, like, there's not as much power. And for those of you listening on the podcast world. Just so you guys uh, know. All our podcast followers. Do you have any helpful tips or suggestions on this? Maybe you know. Uh, Or a tech. Well, we're trying to get on Twitch soon. Uh, Still no word from that. And they would supply us the tech. Um, I think we're just going to go to Fiverr. Yeah, we can do that. I'm gonna do Fiverr. Gonna Take a look Fiverr. at Fiverr. Let's see what's going on. Now that we're all we're both big money boys. Yeah, big money boys. Big money boys. Uh, Red's got jobs. a job. <laughs> How is Red's it? Got a job. Um, it's fine. It's yeah. a job. It it's pays sales. the bills. It's sales. Yeah, it pays the bills. And I'm calling up fucking HVAC people. How they doing? Uh, they same. <laughs> <laughs> they're the same they'll never change they never, <laughs> never change, change hvac people <laughs> for all you hvac listeners oh, out there man, i'm in a, i'm fistful into an attic right now i can't talk right now and then he's like uh, i'll put oh, oh, hold one second I'll, hold one second beep and just leaves me on hold forever <laughs> just hold one second one second i'll be right back i'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um okay well um I just have to set a reminder to charge my computer before we do this because it stays charged. But uh, I just feel bad for a guy like Tony. You think Tony listens to the podcast? Um, I don't know. And he's gone. (laughs) Is he gone? gone. Let's just go to the podcast. Let's go to the podcast. And so then we could focus on our podcast, the bread and butter of loser leaves wrestling. That's what keeps the lights on. I'll tell you that much. Right, Roy? Got that right, pal. I actually have no idea. Uh, do you do you see metrics from this? Do you see who we'll talk to about this? this after the show? <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! You're trying to bury me on the podcast? No, I was just curious. All right, uh, let's yeah, let's, let's keep talk. Going. Where, where, where Ring we? of Honor. Uh, yeah. So, like, like we said, they're going to be operating more like a PWG, GCW. Yeah. Love it. Their Ring of Honor library is up for sale. And has been for about a year now. Did so you hear about that? I, but then I also heard that it actually wasn't up for sale. What? Yeah, I heard contradicting reports. Interesting. That it wasn't actually up for sale. However, what I think is interesting, and I would love to find out this information from you, podcast listeners out there, um, what was up for sale is 2012 to the present. As, but who owns 2002 to 2012? A I'm different sure they entity? still do. You don't think they do? I don't know. I, but what's interesting about that is that what to Gabe's me... Gabe I don't know. Maybe. Because yeah. 2012 is when, I, I believe, is when Sinclair bought them. So everything that Sinclair... But they didn't acquire the original video library when they acquired Ring of Honor. Very interesting. 2002 to 2012 is really what everybody wants more than anything. Because yeah. that's Joe, that's, Danielson, Punk, AJ, Amazing Cesaro. Red. Ces- yeah, Claudio. Like, all of these guys. Like That's their heyday. And all, like, the CZW, like, Ring of Honor feud, all those things are there. So I wonder. I don't know. Although what's interesting, too, is that is it on your list there, too, that All Out or All In, the original uh, match and show, is owned by Ring of Honor, that footage. 
So I'm really? sure, yeah, because it was a Ring of Honor. It was in association in a way with Ring of Honor. They used all of Ring of Honor's production crew, their cameras, all that stuff was all, it was all Ring of Honor shit. So they own the rights to that. That's not a bad idea for Tony Khan to pick up and scoop. Yeah, absolutely. Get them underneath his little umbrella. Uh, there are some people that he can scoop right now that are no longer under contract. Jay Lethal, Brody King, Dan Housen, Silas Young. Am I missing other people? Tons. Yeah. Or I just think the top, ba- top. Th- well, top I think Bandito names. would be Bandito. amazing. Bandito would be awesome. The Briscoes would be a lot of fun, I think. Briscoes, were they, uh, they they're still a part of Ring of Honor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. the Br- Briscoe, like, uh, uh, that's just uh, Jay Lethal. I think if he goes anywhere, go to Impact. Absolutely. Oh, what? He has a history. He, he absolutely history does. There. He'd be champion there. Yeah, let him be Give champion him there. I don't strap. need it, honestly. I've never been a big Jay Lethal fan. Really? That surprises me. He's fine. He's Jersey he's, he's, guy. So yeah, I, I know he's a Jersey guy. Favorite. Yeah, he just, um, I just never got him. Uh, but uh, Brody King. Love Brody King. Uh, I love Brody King. I met him. Uh, How is he? Uh, he's very nice. He came to Slab, my old barbecue. Oh, that's awesome. And I hooked him up. I hooked him up a lot. Gotta, I'm just, gotta I'm talk shop up. with him. His, his <laughs> wife was there. He's got a baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He would be great. So he and um, Malachi PCO. Black. <laughs> PCO. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure. Bring him in they for a They were in a group together. Yeah, that's true. They were. They were with uh, Homeboy, who's canceled. Um, and the other guy who should be canceled, but isn't. Uh, Silas Flip Young? Gordon. No, Flip Gordon. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, he he and Malachi Black are the pro wrestling gorilla tag team champions right now. That's true. That's so true. they should create he a little stable. He would be a good heater for yeah. Malachi Black. Yeah, let me see. Oh boy, that's a great idea. That's a great yeah. idea. You got Danhausen, and I've said this before: Warhorse and Danhausen would make a cool AEW tag team. I'm indifferent. I'm not gonna <clears throat> lie. I'm indifferent. I think Danhausen's a lot of fun hmm. from what I see, but if I saw him on a weekly basis, I think I, I'd be over it really quickly. Why don't you do? Do you scale back his wrestling? Honestly, he's a personality, and he should be kept that way. Uh, scale back his wrestling. Let him have a talk show segment. Let him have his talk show or YouTube show, a YouTube talk show where he it's like Dan, like his Danhausen yeah. show, but with AEW superstars. Yeah, yeah. And then he I has like a great. Tuesday Night Titans. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's the right move. I think they. I you know what actually be okay. So hear me out on this crackpot theory incoming. Uh, Tony Khan's been talking a little bit recently about a streaming service, like starting a streaming platform for what? AEW. Interesting. Like passively in interviews, he's been talking about it, and there he's like, kind of. Like there's an opening there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, Danhausen and Renee Paquette should have a Tuesday Night Titans show together on AEW's eventual streaming of channel. Of course they should. Of course <laughs> they. It should be Renee's show, and Danhausen's like the Ed Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. The Andy McMahon. Richter. The Andy Richter, the Ed McMahon. Yeah, yeah. the Ed McMahon. That's right. Yeah. Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. <laughs> that's the only thing I know about the guy. Yeah. That's the only thing I've ever He's heard the himself. original talk show host and had zero personality. Yeah, no personality absolutely terrible. Whatsoever. There's all the ones from the 60s and 70s that yeah. were terrible. Yeah. Um, but excellent, excellent. I think we really dived in. One more thing here. Do you like Silas Young? I'm indifferent towards Silas Young. Did you see that he got his first um, post Ring of Honor booking? Do you, did you see no. uh, who it's with? Who? It's for the XPW Rebirth show next weekend. I heard about the XPW. Okay. Uh, no, no, thank you. Uh, no, thank you. You know who's headlining? Brian Cage. Yeah, well, that of makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, moving on. AEW and Impact, the relationship is coming to a close. 
Uh, we see Christian Cage lost his championship to Josh Alexander. No idea who that is. Uh, do you feel good? Do you feel uh, uh, this was a nice little working partnership? I'm glad that it's coming to an end, though, honestly. Yeah, I feel like some people were like, oh, it's real disappointing. It was real shitty. I felt like it was pretty good. You know, it was I think, good up until a point. They didn't know how to finish it. Yeah. Well, I think they didn't know how to keep it going. Like, it was really exciting for the first month, and then it never went anywhere, and yeah. people kind of stopped caring. And then when Christian got the title, I felt like that was a good ending. Like, you gave the title to Christian. Now Christian's going to do his thing in Impact, and then that'll just kind of be that. Yeah, but they just didn't – I wish there was some sort of formal end to it. Yeah. You know, make it a storyline. And that's the issue with AEW. They know how to start things. But they don't know how to finish. Yeah, I wonder how much like what political stuff kind of went into that. If Tony Khan was like, "Oh, I don't want to lose. Like, I don't want my guys to lose, or I don't want this to whatever." Like, to kind of stop it. But I wish they had done more. I wish they had been more of a faction war of some kind. Yeah, one hundred percent. Now we've got some interesting news. We talked about it briefly before. Um, Charlotte has been pulled from WWE media. Uh, media runs, uh, and uh, she has a lot of heat backstage after the Becky Lynch, Nia Jax incident. After the Becky Lynch incident, she was escorted out of the venue like a criminal. Roy, what are your thoughts on this? I don't know why I'm suddenly so Team Charlotte, but I'm Team Charlotte. I'm Team Charlotte because I want her to go to AEW, but I don't think she's a nice person. Every no. indicator makes me feel like I am not Team Charlotte. <laughs> So I'm here's Team my... Nia Jax over Team Charlotte. <laughs> I'm not Team Nia Jax ever because she's hurt too many people in the ring. She's too, a little too reckless for me. She Kyrie made Sane, Becky Lynch's career. Yeah, she, she broke did. her nose and made her career. And she also knocked out Kyrie Sane like three times. <laughs> Poor Kyrie, she's so small. <laughs> but so did Charlotte. Charlotte also knocked out Kyrie Sane at least once. Kyrie Sane's uh, got a st- duck. <laughs> yeah, she's got a duck. My theory, my crackpot theory for Cracked Charlotte pot. Flair. Cracked pot theory is that she's this century's Brian Pillman. She's acting crazy. She's stirring the pot. She's getting in trouble because she wants out. And the only way she can get out is if she causes a lot of fucking trouble and stirs the shit and everybody wants her gone. You are trying to be a genie. I'm not a genie. You're not Aladdin. (laughs) I can't make that wish come true. I'm just saying, like, it kind of feels like But you never way. had a friend like me. Uh, <laughs> sorry. We have to, that would be a really fun Halloween costume for us to go as. Aladdin and the genie. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very funny. Yeah, that would be That great. would be very, very funny. That would be great. Uh, so you're a pro, Charlotte. You want her to raise hell, start ki- get kicked out. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> why not? She's just I, being taken out of the building. And she is starting shit. It is fun. I'm and, uh, One of the things is, I want to watch Charlotte's segments now. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. There's a few things here. One, you mistreated her father until he had to leave. You mistreated her fiancé slash husband until he asked for his release and had to get out. And her, you treated her like the top. Top, 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 top. You never needed to put her in that WrestleMania main event with uh, Ronda Rousey and Becky, but you did. You shoehorned her in there. She always won. She was always the top. She was the number one priority for Vince, for everybody. So she still wants to be that way. So you created this monster. If this is legit and this is who she is, you created it. That's kind of cool. So, like, what do you want to do? What do you want her to do? She should go to (laughs) AW and just reign. 
Just slap the shit out of Britt. I love Britt Baker. Slap the shit out of Britt Baker. In a fight, in a real fight, Britt Baker would lose her teeth. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Absolutely. Like, Charlotte is a premier athlete. Yeah, she And is. she she would go to AEW and literally be the big show in 1994. Well, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, they say these she's things about, like... She's a foot taller than all of them. <laughs> she's not a foot taller than Britt. She's 6'1". She's, six a, she's, like, two feet taller than... Uh, <laughs> Marco Stunt. <laughs> no, what's... Uh, Layla Hirsch. She's sure. definitely two feet taller than Layla Hirsch. But I want th- Layla Hirsch and Marco Stunt to get married. That would be such a sweet couple. They'd move yeah. to Bridgewater and live yeah. happily ever after. I think my my fear is she wouldn't play ball. If she went to AEW, there would not. I in my maybe I'm I wish casting again here, but I think if she went to AEW, Tony Khan wouldn't be like, "Great, you're going to get special treatment and you're going to get this." He's like, "No, you're part of the roster. You're going to have really highly competitive matches." And yeah, you're going to win most of the time, but sometimes you're going to have to lose and you're going to have to make other people look good, which you're not very good at. The issue is Tony Khan has no real appreciation for women's wrestling. Uh, and he, it's true. It really is true because he doesn't ever, he's acquired one big name uh, woman the past several months, Ruby Soho. Who else is out there? Uh, the Iconics. The inspiration that were just picked up by Impact. They were a big get. And oh, Impact true. got them? Impact got that's them? Right. Uh, yeah, okay, 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 okay. I'm furious no. about that. I'm absolutely furious. It is in my notes, and we'll get to it eventually. Uh, well, well let's, talk, let's talk about it now. Uh, I have to defend... Uh, hold on. I don't want to have to defend Tony Khan. No, he does not need any defense. All I'm saying is, like, he doesn't appreciate women's wrestling, but these first two matches... Yes, I'm sure you've seen this stat going into this i'm sure you've seen this the first two matches of this tbs title tournament equal it's like 19 minutes in like 46 seconds just the first two matches the whole entire queen's crown tournament is less time than this he's giving these segments he's giving these matches time he's i have no doubt that he's doing this right now uh but because there's a tournament going on i want to see what this looks like post tournament sure because what he's shown is that he doesn't care and that it's an afterthought. He's treating them like popcorn matches historically, maybe not recently, but he's treated them like, oh, let's get all the women into a big match. Let, oh, we need a women's match. Let's get, let's have a tag team versus a tag, a weird tag team versus weird tag team. Uh, and, and he doesn't, he doesn't have the same appreciation and he's a, he doesn't know how to book them. He does not know how to book them. I think, um, I don't know. I just he only knows that. how to book Brit. Uh, uh, he only knows how to uh, book Brit. Only knows how to book Brit. I think he could be doing more. I think we all agree that he could be doing more. But I think what he does, what he has done, is not bad. That's the whole thing. The way, like WWE has a bunch of women's segments and a bunch of women's matches. But unless Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, even sort of kind of Bianca Belair, they still book her like shit most of the time too. Unless it's like the top, top, top women are involved, they all look like garbage all the time. And it's not good. And the matches are three minutes. And all the storylines are, like, very stereotyped. Like, there's so many, like, women stereotypes in it. Like, you can't trust me. You betrayed me. You backstab. Like, all of this bullshit. Like, they don't treat them like competitors. Mm-mm. So, I don't know. I-, I think everybody could be doing a better job with women's matches in general. But you're making a face like you're about to shit all over me. No, so. no, no. I'm going to let it slide. Well, the inspiration are an impact yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, for going, and they won the women's tag team championships. Absolutely. Can you we agree? 
that this was a big miss by Tony. Absolutely, 100%. They, like, two women that are proven stars that have amazing chemistry with each other and would definitely make a big impact in, pardon the pun, yeah. in AEW's uh, division. Yeah, I completely agree. It's, it is it is a miss. I think um, I get them. I don't know their, their new ah, names. It doesn't matter. They're the, but they're the inspiration. The, uh, the gal who's married to Sean Spears, I think her name's Cassie now. Uh, she's an excellent wrestler. She's a very, very good wrestler. And the other uh, inspiration is also good, but the other one I think is is the much better in-ring performer. Uh, they're a great act. They are a great act. A but great also act. it's it's kind of like, it's you kind of, you divide. And you say like either they are a duo right now, and if they both want to wrestle, we don't really have, we don't have women's tag team titles in AEW, so how do we should, like put them together as a team and have them both be active wrestlers? But at the same time, for people like them, do you make room? Do you I just do, figure this out? I think you make room for them because honestly, they would be a better get than Ruby Soho. That's uh, right. It's true because Ruby Soho uh, is good when she's with a good wrestler. When she's with an average wrestler, she becomes average. When she's with a bad wrestler, it's a bad match. Uh, so it, it, yeah, yeah. But go. How many iconics matches have you seen that are like, oh yeah? I, <laughs> like, yeah, I tune in like... when she's on, when they're on. Yeah, I want to sure. see what they say. But I want to see how they act. I want to see what they do before and after matches. And mm-hmm. in the matches, they hold. They're good. They're just as good as Ruby Soho. That's they're just fine. as good. Uh, well, though the one that uh, Sean Spears is in a relationship with, she's just as good as Ruby Soho. She's very good. I'm not denying that. I'm not yeah. denying that. But I think Ruby Soho is a better fit for that roster. And Ruby Soho has the thing about it is like from an audience perspective, um, people, the story is there. The story is there with Ruby Soho. Like she was very popular on the Indies. They went to WWE. She wasn't treated well. She got released. So now here's the redemption story. So we have to bring in Ruby Soho. Then you tie in the rancid thing. And she's a good wrestler too. Great. She's a good wrestler. Yeah. She's she's also a good wrestler. She's definitely, definitely, definitely good. Definitely good. I'm never going to argue with that good. She's like, she's a definite C wrestler. She's definitely passing grade, <laughs> going to college. She's a B. She's going least. to college. She's going to college. Maybe not Harvard. <laughs> maybe not, you know, maybe not Harvard. But she's definitely going going to college. And that's a beautiful Come thing. You got to go to college. Uh, fuck right. college, by the way. Drop out. Uh, yeah, moving on. Both did. Look how uh, well we're doing. <laughs> speaking of dropping out, Bill Goldberg, ever heard of him? Um, he has one more match left in his WDB contract. Ugh, and uh, I know we haven't spent a lot of time focusing on De- Bill Goldberg's WDB career, but were you a Bill Goldberg fan in WCW? Yeah. Yeah, are you kidding? You're big. You're big. I was eight uh, years old, so I yeah, of course. I uh, the the my brother and I you're celebrate big Burger Boy. That's what every <laughs> every year, July sixth, nineteen ninety eight. Every July sixth, we celebrate our anniversary as wrestling fans because the first night that we remember actively watching a Monday Nitro from start to finish was the night that Bill Goldberg beat Hollywood Hogan in the Georgia Dome. We go back every year and we watch that Nitro together. That's and we talk about how that was the first night that we ever like loved wrestling. And you guys it was are because of Goldberg. Adorable. That's very sweet. Yeah. That's a very I sweet thing. Hate Goldberg uh, in the WWE, but loved him in the uh, WWE. But like that being said, in the WWE, I liked his Brock Lesnar matches. I really Sure. Did. They yeah, were exciting. Good point. Good point. So I'm yeah. saying 
if you had to dreamcast Goldberg to have one final WWE match, who would you put him with? Reigns. I'd put him with Roman Reigns. They've never fought. So yeah. spear versus spear. Yeah, it's got to kind of have to be Roman Reigns. It's not fun. If you were to dream, no, no, I'm saying fun for you. Fun. Kevin Owens. <laughs> just or Cesaro. <laughs> oh, yeah, Cesaro is just Cesaro. like. No, but I don't the want them to lose. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. Or Sami Zayn just talks a bunch of shit and then gets speared. Bearcat. You know, I, I, oh, Bearcat would be fun. That would be a good match. That'd be Bearcat. a good match. I remember sitting on my couch when we lived together. And uh, right before WrestleMania, when he fought Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, it was the February pay-per-view beforehand, and it was when he beat Kevin Owens for the title. Mm -hmm. I remember watching that, and Owens kept rolling out of the ring to kind of bait Goldberg. Sure. And he had me convinced. I was like, oh, he's going to outsmart Goldberg. He might win this match. This is going to be great. And then as I finished saying great, Goldberg fucking speared him, and the match was over. <laughs> that was Classic. so sad. <laughs> Classic <laughs> Goldberg. Well, he's going to be gone soon. So, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Real quick, just to follow up. Uh, so yet we talked about him having surgery recently, and it was because of cancer. Yeah. Uh, but it's been a successful surgery. So uh, uh, we Great we definitely it. wish. Uh, I don't think Hacksaw listens to this, but I think his kids do. I think his uh, kids let, do. Let them know. Let them know that LLW is pulling for him. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll help cover some of his medical bills or something. Yeah, when uh, we start making money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shut up. We've been making money already. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> we're, we're making a lot of money. Yeah, Hacksaw, uh, we'll help you out, bud. We're going to help you out. Uh, Enzo Amore. <laughs> Your new favorite wrestler. <laughs> this isn't even news, but he's facing Matt Cross. That's right, Matt Cross. I was like, I saw that he's wrestling somebody. Matt At Cross. At MLW War Chamber event, November 6th, I think it is. I'm going to be watching it. Sure. I, is it live? I'm going to find a legal stream, I'm sure. I don't know. I think it's – I don't think – I think they're – they – Oh, it's taped? I don't, I don't understand MLW. I don't yeah, get it. I don't but get they it do either. a thing where they, they're they like, oh, it's a war chamber. It's mad. And then they like – it's really just Tape TV 16 taping. matches. Yeah, and they just break it up into multiple shows that maybe air on Vice or YouTube or BN Sports, which is the channel they're on right now. I don't know. Once they fi we've said this before, but once they figure out their TV and like where I can watch it every week, we'll start watching it. We'll start watching it. Yeah. yeah. But Enzo Amore, I just man. Bada boom. I, I have you watched just some of his old stuff? Yeah, he's great. He's so They're, good. Him and he's Big Cass are both good. Look at this. Got a couple of haters over here. A couple of haters over here. You're so ugly. Sweat drips back. Drips back. The top. <laughs> You're so ugly. Sweat drips back the back of your head to avoid your face. How you doing? <laughs> I just love it. Love it. All right. We got to talk about other things. Then. Yeah. We got to talk about other things. Yeah. Uh, Ricardo Rodriguez, uh, Alberto Del Rio's former manager. Sure, of course. Uh, he had a tryout with AW at the Spanish announcer table. Oh, that's good. Uh, the reason I bring it up is if you need a Spanish-speaking announcer or an uh, announcer manager, that's the guy. Yeah. Uh, his, his, his real name is Jesus Rodriguez. He is great on the mic, great in the ring. He is great. He You could do anything with him. I, I'm glad they're putting him in the Spanish-speaking announcing table. But that being said, put him on TV. Let, let, us, let him talk. Let him do something. I think he is a, a great asset as a manager, and I think he would do really well with some of the younger guys. Yeah, I agree with that. 
I, that's I who that. uh, Lucha Bros need. Whoa. That is who. Whoa. Get rid of Alex. Uh, I like Alex Abrahantes. He got himself over and didn't take anything away from the Lucha Brothers. It was great. He did it a little bit. <laughs> a little bit there. Uh, maybe. No, I, I, I mean, I agree. I think he's great. He's way better than Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio yeah. sucks. Yeah, did you see? Um, dickhead. He recently said that he's going to make a comeback to the WWE. Yeah. Did you see this? Yeah, guy. Sure yeah. thing, girl. Well, what's yeah. funny is, like, he said that, and then I guess, like, Fightful or Wrestling Observer or someone reached out to somebody in WWE, and the exact quote is, never going to fucking happen. That's really funny. Yeah, That's so. really good. Yeah, it's never going to happen. He is gonna happen. He's toast. He is toast. Uh, RIP. But Jesus Rodriguez, I'm very happy. I sure. hope you stick around. Absolutely. And we've got one more news story, Royster. Go. Yeah. This is the last news story, and honestly – it is my favorite news story of the day. And this is not this isn't a lie. What is it? JR. Jim Ross. <laughs> he is starting his own cannabis farm. Yeah. He is starting his own cannabis farm. It's called Black Hat Farms in Oklahoma. They're actually going to be growing in Oklahoma. It's not wow. just him slapping a white label over it. He's making his own weed. Great. Good to for him. To pass on to his kids to get a family business. I love this news, and I love this for Jr. because he loves his chocolate cake. He loves, he loves his chocolate, chocolate cake. cake. Yeah. He loves chocolate cake, yeah. uh, and I just want him. Uh, like that's where I want Jr. to be, smoking weed and hawking joints. You know. Yeah. I want. I can't wait for the commercials. I yeah. can't wait for the advertisements. I can't wait for him to talk about an AEW TV because he's gonna. Absolutely. He can't. You he, he talks about his podcast. He talks about whatever he fucking yeah. wants. He can't. No resist. one's gonna stop him. TK doesn't say shit to JR. You know TK also loves his chocolate cake, too. Or does he? I, I don't know. I assume so. Oh, they're having <laughs> chocolate cake together. I love it. And uh, would you try uh, JR's chocolate cake? Yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding? Let's go. One of them, his sativa, his uh, indica should be called chocolate cake. Yeah, it should be. Absolutely. Right. That's a lot of fun. That's that's really good. It's good news. It's Is that true? He started yeah. it because he wanted a business to pass on to his family? No, no it's just something that he mentioned. He's just like, uh, this is something that I'm going to give to my kids. or like, And it's just nice because like, you know, once he dies, I don't know if they want to be in the barbecue business, right. barbecue sauce <laughs> business. Barbecue sauce business. Uh, and it's not like it's like a flourishing company. <laughs> yeah. you know, I it's, keep thinking about it's buying only it. Still around. It's only still around because he signs bottles. <laughs> I'm going to buy a bottle this year. We should and, buy a bottle. And bring it home to everyone buy a Everyone on this podcast, everyone buy a bottle. Show JR some love. Tell him LLW sent you. You, know? <laughs> you, get a dis- you don't get a discount. No, you don't get a discount, but maybe he'll... Not yet. Maybe he'll... Uh, He'll sign. He'll press extra hard down. Push when he TK to get us on the streaming network. Yeah, and that's what we yeah. want. That's, that's all we were looking for. That's the end goal here. That's what yeah. we've been doing this charade for. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all the news. All the news I have. You have anything uh, in your coffers? Um, I have like a little, uh, little piece of news. Um, yeah. Do any and all podcast listeners remember Master P? The, sure. the No Limit Soldiers. I'm sure everyone on our podcast listens yeah. and knows about Master P. Make him say, ooh. Nah, nah, the, the hit nah. Song. Yeah. He, um, right before the pandemic, uh, roughly right before the pandemic, he purchased House of Glory Wrestling in New York City, a promotion originally owned by The Amazing Red. But they were never able to run any shows uh, until now. So next week, I don't know if it's even watchable, but it's exciting just to know that these little promotions are still out there. They're still kicking. And Master P's got his money behind the show. The main event is uh, Amazing Red versus Will Ospreay. 
So that Ooh. should be pretty good. That's pretty that cool. Be pretty good. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so excellent. Exciting. Excellent news. And we wish Master P a happy Halloween. Um, yeah, absolutely. Happy Halloween, Master P. <laughs> I wonder where he's going to go as this year. And just I yes, wonder, too. I know, wonder. We should I find wonder. out. Um, well, yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for bearing with us through all the technical issues. And you're yeah. going to hear every bit of it. You're going to hear yep, every bit of sure it. You sure are. Uh, oh, I'm so maybe, sorry. I'll maybe I'll edit it. Who knows? Maybe uh, who knows? If there's a lot of dead air, I'll have to edit it. Well, we kept talking through it. It's just not wrestling related. Yeah, but maybe they'll enjoy the behind-the-scenes interaction. Yeah. We're fun yeah. to listen yeah, we're to. We're fun. We're having yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, we're going to get a tech. If anybody uh, knows anybody, uh, feel free to like let me know or let Red know. Let Moet know. I'm going to check Fiverr today. I'm going to check Fiverr too. Maybe check Fiverr um, and reconsult. Well, we can talk more about this off air. But um, yeah. Great. Excellent. Hey, wait. Before we go, do you want to just do a quick preview of Dynamite on Wednesday the next time we'll be doing this? Uh, what's Dynamite on Wednesday? Do you have a preview up? Uh, Cody is fighting Andrade, which should be pretty interesting. That's cool. Uh, I wish it was just Andrade. I wish uh, Malachi Black moved on, and I wish uh, Pac was doing something else. I would um, love to see Pac fight Malachi Black, just separate from Cody. Yeah. yeah. Although, the more I think about it, the more I love that promo he cut on Wednesday. I love it more and more every time I think about it. Yeah. But that's a conversation for another day. We'll see what the follow-up is. Love it like. in what sense? I just am like, man, like Are you rooting for him? I'm rooting for the storyline. I want to know where it goes. I really do. I'm intrigued. I you know, I had I had said a few weeks ago that I felt like AEW had passed Cody by. And also, by the way, which I know you didn't watch, the last episode of uh, Roads to the Top for the for the season that I asked you to watch. Um, I did. Oh, said, I, so, oh, I did watch. Oh, I started watching, and then the sling cut off. <laughs> uh, well, how'd you feel about it? He also talks about that on that episode. He's like, people say that AEW's passed me by. I think he's caught up to the AEW now. This whole thing that he's doing here is interesting. I don't know if he has. Like, the thing is, that's why I love it. I love it. Because this is a shoot that's yeah. wor- it's, that's working. Uh, it's working. Yeah. It's making people hate him more. And yeah. I want – I like that. I like that. But I hope he realizes that that's the way it has to be. And he doesn't just like kind of like change too much or try to – like I don't know. Or just, like, he has this to keep doing what he's doing. This has – you want to be John Cena? Be John Cena. Don't change. Don't do the thing. Keep no. staying true. People are going to boo you. And they could yeah. get louder. And AEW specifically will end up hating you, hating yeah. you with a passion. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Yeah, I think it is too. I think it, the, the, uh, he needs to keep wearing those black tights. Those black tights look great. He needs to keep just being who he is. I, I, the only keep thing that wearing the America made, shit. <laughs> oh my God, that's too much. Keep it. Uh, that's Cena. You want to talk about Cena? That's yeah. Cena. He needs to start keep wearing it. camouflage tights. And then he's no, really but I, I, I kind of like his weird little Captain America gear. It's so. Odd. The whole thing is odd. The only thing he could have done that he didn't do in that promo is be is say like, I recognize that I also spent months feuding with people that none of you care about, but yet I forced you to sit and watch me fight Anthony Agogo, fight with he Brock Anderson. No, I wish he had, because oh. that's what everybody started hating him when he stopped having matches with real like we all the audience was able to recognize that he was just bringing in people he was close to to have feuds with to get them television time and none of it was good and none of it mattered. That's when AEW passed him by. That's when the audience stopped caring about him. That Weird America promo was completely tone deaf. He is tone deaf. He is unaware. He doesn't know. He told his wife to be a babyface even when she was like, no, they hate me. 
I he's like, no, 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 they're going to love you. No, you don't control the audience, Cody Rhodes. I the know. audience has a mind of its own. It's great. Keep doing what you're doing, bud. You're psycho. It's, it's like Vince McMahon, if he wanted to be a baby face, he's like, no, <laughs> we'll keep it going. <laughs> they're going to love it. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's great. And he, call, and he calls attention to it, which I really like. Go for it. If they're going to boo you, when he has that dramatic moment, all of his acting class experience came out in that moment where he says, I will not turn. It's oh. so funny. It's so good. I can't wait to see what's next. I'm curious. I'm curious. Yeah. And we're all excited for it. Uh, and we can't wait to find out more. And we're excited to see you again on Wednesday. Yeah. On Wednesday gonna for another. Here. I'm going to charge my computer and we're going to live stream it. It's gonna we great. might actually have a tech by then. The Fiverr, it's pretty, like, if we. Oh, yeah, it's pretty quick. It, it's pretty quick. You know, these people want work. They yeah. want work. And we want to And so hopefully them. we're going to be a better, uh, better people for it. Um, thank you all so much. <laughs> this is Loser Leaves Wrestling. Loser Leaves Wrestling. Loser Leaves Wrestling. News you can't lose. My name is Red Jefferson. I'm here with Roy Hammer. Well, I'll see, we'll see you all. Uh, see uh, you all on Wednesday. Um, all right. Dynamite. Woo-woo-woos. What? Excellent. Excellent. Let's cut this fucking shit. Stop. <laughs>